everybody ready? Oh, look at Arya. I'm Ariel. You're cute. Miss my Arya and Ariel. I'm ready. Where's, Where's Steph? Steph? Where's, Where's Steph? Steph? Wait, are we doing this without her? Because I'm down. Bottoms up. Let's go, Steph. I'm ready. Where's my mic? It's right here. Okay, I'm ready. I'm here. It's your favorite primas. It's your favorite primas. It's your favorite primas. Welcome to the Prima Tapes. Passing the mic to the one who's 35 years old and still doesn't have a driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. I am Stephanie. Um, I'm actually the reason we're all here today. I am the firstborn cousin um, for this family, so I'm definitely the leader of the group for sure. So I wanted to just jump on here and just introduce myself. I'm basically a mess of a person. I am always in a rush. I don't know how to chill. I try to get from point A to point B as fast as I can. I don't know why. Just in them like in a race with myself all the time. My dad always told everyone this story of how I never really learned how to walk. At six months, my first step was a run. And if anyone told me to walk, it looked like I was like, going very slow like trying really hard to walk so that's where I got my Chucky nickname aside from being a terror um but yeah so I want to get right into it um a lot of you guys did send in a lot of questions um that I'm going to answer for you guys today so if my primas and sisters can help me out with that all right I'll start with the first question what size bra are you? <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. That's like the first thing people always notice about me. Yes, I have big boobs. And yes, I'm that typical woman that doesn't even know their bra size. I just like find a cute bra and I'm just like, okay, this seems like it'll fit me. And I'm like not going to go return it if it doesn't. But I think that I, the most comfortable is probably definitely like a double D. For sure. So there we go. You a G. (laughs) No, she's a double D. What's your favorite color? Anything with rhinestones. I mean, if I have to pick a color pink, but I love anything shiny. I bling out everything all the time. So, yeah. Oh, I like this one. What is your dream vacation? Anywhere with water on a beach. I feel like I never get to chill. So for me, vacation is literally not doing anything at all so i would love to be on a beach margarita in hand and just relax you were younger what did you want to be when you grew up or what do you want to be when you grew up (laughs) no (laughs) i'm still not grown up clearly (laughs) just kidding um honestly it's so funny because i actually remember in school i always wanted to not work like i had this idea in my mind that there was actually a job that you could not work and you just somehow have money so (laughs) But I'm living that now because I'm currently not working. So I feel like I'm just fulfilling my dream. What motivates you? I would say my mom for sure. Like I think since I was young, my mom always really made me always feel like I had to be like that strong, independent, like make my own money, um, be able to take care of myself. So I think that's what kind of motivated me to have success in my life now Um, But what continues to motivate me now is that I have two daughters and I feel like I have to pave the way of what 
good looks like and not only necessarily making money because life is just so much more than that it's about just being a good human being being kind to others um so that's really what motivates me it's definitely my mom and then my daughters for sure how long is your hair and how long did it take you to get it that long it's a lot of longs. It's pretty long. <laughs> that's a lot of longs. <laughs> Fact about me, that's probably not the best advice. I literally never cut my hair. I don't know when's the last time I have had a haircut. To be honest, I never cut my hair. I don't even think it's that healthy. I think it looks good, but I really don't think it's like that healthy. And it's probably like right maybe at my hip, right above my hips. So, yeah, but I don't know if that's the best advice to give, but I don't cut my hair. What's your ideal day? I feel like my life schedule causes me to always be out on the go, always in my car. I'm always driving somewhere, taking a kid to a practice, you know, doing extra activities, gym, where I'm just everywhere all the time. So definitely anytime I can stay home, that is like ideal for me. What is your favorite podcast to listen to? My favorite one right now is, I think it's called Dumb Blonde or something. It's with, um, what's her name, Bunny, um, Jelly Roll's wife. I think she's just so amazing and inspiring because she's someone who literally turned her life around. So I think she's very inspiring as like a woman and someone that doesn't have to like be set on the path that she was on and doesn't let her past define her. So I really find her very motivating. Okay, I have a controversial question for you. Yes. And I wonder who sent this in. <laughs> who is your favorite sister? I mean, out of my sisters, I feel like they're so lucky to have me. Like, I'm definitely the favorite <laughs> sister, for sure. <laughs> okay, I know. Oh, we've been through, you've known me longer. It's okay, I know I'm no one's favorite. It's all good. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> We're going to get a little deep and talk about Stephanie's relationships. Uh, first question is, how did you have the courage to leave your relationship? I mean, there might be some people that definitely don't know me as personally. So just so you guys know, I was in like a 17-year relationship. And this is the person that I have my children with, which I do have two beautiful daughters. So um, that's a great question, especially when you build a whole life with somebody and, you know, you think it's going to be forever and sometimes things just don't work out um so to be honest it was like years of getting that courage like i feel like i was always such like i always say it cowardly but i guess that's just how i felt like i felt like i never had the i guess courage to end it like it was scary you know it's scary it's like sometimes I feel like for the whole time I always felt like I wanted to put my happiness last if it meant my children were happy you know right. what I mean so I think that was a huge part of it and I think I also didn't like value myself in the relationship I felt like I was very like didn't think highly of myself for a long time and I think I kind of knew it wasn't gonna work for a long time and I always felt like well you know once the girls are older and once they're gone like I'll just be on my own at that time you know but then I was like no like life and actually I think my dad also passing away like suddenly actually kicked that more into gear of how short life is and 
And then I started thinking, like, what are my girls going to think? You know what I mean? Like, because I think sometimes I it didn't really look like I was married or anything like that. And honestly, I was never really married to this person. But I feel like it, I wasn't leading a good example of what I would want for my daughters. You know what I mean? So I think one day I'm just, I just was like, you know what? It's going to be fine. Like, I will be okay and what I started doing is I just started working on myself. That, that's what started my gym journey. So I think I just started, like I didn't necessarily end my relationship, but I feel like it took me a lot of courage to realize my life's not over. I don't have to be unhappy. I don't have to be miserable, but I can start learning how to love myself again. So I started going to the gym. I started going and getting massages, facials, taking care of myself. And, I, and then little by little, I started getting that confidence of like, I am amazing and I should be happy and I shouldn't go to sleep sad I shouldn't wake up sad I shouldn't have to deal with things that make me upset and it's not just my relationship like with my partner at that time it was also friendships you know it was also a lot of I had I feel like I was surrounding myself with a lot of bad energy and I was Mm -hmm. that type of person the typical mom right like you're always gonna put yourself last and satisfy everybody and do what everyone expects of you and do what everyone wants you to do And I think it was getting that courage of, it's okay if I sit alone. It's okay if I'm by myself, if I'm happy. So I think all that stuff made me start realizing I am okay. And it's, and I started loving myself so much more. And one day I was like ready to just rip that bandaid and say it out loud, you know, say Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm not happy. We need to go our separate ways. And that's kind of how it happened. And it definitely was a lot it was years that it took I knew for years you know what I mean and um it did take a lot and I know so many women that are in those situations especially when you have kids and you have houses and you have RVs and all this stuff together you know and your your routine so it is super scary so but yeah it's possible and in the end you're setting a really good example for your daughters yeah, I think I am. Like, I think I'm setting that example, especially because I have like a 15 year old. So she is aware of relationships. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think it's setting of like, you know what, like you shouldn't be with anyone unless they absolutely love and adore you and have your back. And, you know, so that's what I want to make sure everyone deserves that. Yeah, I think I'm really glad that you got this question because it's it's something that's difficult even in short, in, for short relationships, but you had a situation where there were all these other things, right? And it's like you talking about that it was hard and then it took a long time. I'm sure it helps other people feel better about their situations because it's not simple. It's not an overnight decision no. at all. And then you're like showing your daughters like it's, you, you're never really truly trapped, you know? Like yeah. there's always a way. And that's the way I saw it. I also saw it as like all the things that I was like afraid to lose were things, pretty material things, you know? Like, oh my God, the house, where am I going to live? My daughter, like, you know what I mean? Like, what if we, like, I just thought of all those things and I'm just like, or I'm not going to have money or I'm not going to, like, how am I going to afford my own life and all this stuff, right? But then at the end of the day, that's what I kept telling myself. And I think my mom is huge on that. And I think my mom was the one that also, like, helped me a lot, too. Like, it's just, like, they're all things. It's okay to start all over at any age. You know what I mean? Like, I think 
everything's going to be fine. And all those things are literally things like all that matters mm -hmm. is like your health and love and you know what I mean? And you can just start over at any time. So here I am at 35 starting all over. Dang. According to Facebook, I'm 29. So. So who is the person who knows you best? My ex-partner, father of my girls, for sure. We were definitely best friends. He's my first call. Always. He always was my first call. Like, he always was that person that, like, just would make me feel like, okay, it's fine. We're going to be okay. Or, like, I can just vent to without any, not necessarily judgment, but, like, I feel like I wouldn't feel uncomfortable saying the exactly what went in my head you know like and I feel like not all of us can do that with anybody but with him I was able to do that like the ugly the most beautiful words that can possibly come out of my mouth like I would just say to him and I think we don't talk about these things enough because it that was the hardest and saddest part for me to this day like he's still my first call if something happens to me and I feel like because of like our status right now, I can't necessarily do that. You know, like he necessarily cannot be my first call anymore. And I think sometimes that's super heartbreaking because I feel like I genuinely lost like my best friend for sure. For me, like I wish I could have always kept him as the best friend. For him probably, he can't because when you break up sometimes like you don't want to have anything to do with that other person, especially if you didn't want that. Right. I mean, that makes me grow and figure out, like, no one's going to be here to save you. You know, like, you got to figure that crap out. Or it's forcing you out of, like, your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, like, know? it forces me to, like, figure stuff out, grow up, you know, and just kind of be like, okay, no, like, this is my shit. Like, this is what I wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so I have to go through that and I have to figure it out. I feel like sometimes, honestly, it's kind of hard to talk about certain things. Not that it's hard to talk about certain things with your family, but I don't know. Like sometimes it is, especially if it's not permanent yet, because you don't want your family to start hating that partner. Exactly. Especially that you're going to be attached to your partner for the rest of your life because of your kids. Or sometimes. So you don't want everybody having bad opinions. Exactly. Or sometimes, like, you could just be having a moment. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But then they think like all these things are like, okay, it was not like, especially me. I feel like I'm very emotional. It's hard to vent to family because yeah, they don't get always, over it when you yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like they're always going to be on your side no matter what. So it's like ride or die. I think this next question is a good, um, it'll build on that one a little bit or a good transition. But do you have trust issues now? Nah, I guess when people say trust issues, I know sometimes we think about like, oh, cheating and all this, which that was never any a factor in our relationship, my last relationship. And I'm not the kind of woman that'll ever like look through someone's phone or like think anything. I feel like I always have trusted partners. But what I feel like I have trust issues with, and I think it could have been from the relationship and this could be, like, not even with another, like, partner, but even people. Like, I feel like sometimes I don't trust, like, when people tell me, like, oh, you're beautiful or anything like that. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, for the longest time, never saw myself like that. 
And I feel like when people tell, give me compliments, like, I'm always like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm always like, no, I'm disgusting. Like, I always, like, say stuff like that, and I just don't see myself in that light. But obviously, that's just something, like, I'm working on. So that I feel like that's the only trust issues that I feel like I have. It's like, I don't believe that I'm this beautiful, gorgeous person, like, when people tell me that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, like, your answer went that way, because I feel like people think cheating when you think trust issues, but it's so much deeper than that. Like, trust goes so deep. It goes way further than, than betrayal. There's all these other things, right, that make you question anyone's intentions or so like many It's not just things. about jealousy, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like through, like, my healing journey, and I feel like I've been on it for, like, maybe two or three years, I feel like I have trust issues in believing anything anyone tells me. Because I feel like, and it's not just my relationship, my healing journey had a lot to do with even friendships. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's even friendships that I had that I felt was very one-sided, that I felt like would be like, oh yeah, I'm here for you, no, 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 no. And I call them for something, nowhere to be found. Or like excuse after excuse after excuse. And I don't necessarily punish people for that, but I just feel like I started taking myself like out of the equation, you know, and I feel like, I like just wouldn't go to them anymore and I wish people well and I, I pray that everyone always has a great life and have success and love and happiness and everything but I just took myself out of that equation and I feel like that some trust issues is like I don't ever expect anyone to help me or like take care of me in any way you know what I mean and I feel like sometimes I just don't believe anyone says anything anyone says period. Do you have any deal breakers, um, friendships and relationships? Not really. I mean, I think, I think relationships, obviously, like I think, especially now that I'm older, like if you have any like, like toxic exes or something that are going to be texting me or something, like I definitely like will immediately not talk to you. I feel like, like why are they so comfortable and confident (laughs) to like just come at me? Throughout my journey, I feel like I accept people for who they are. No one is, should have this cookie cutter life. Like not every woman needs to be X, Y, and Z and live their life a certain way or anything like that. Or even men, you know, not every man has to be a certain way. I think I think I just look into how you treat people. I think that's just, like, will show you everything. And it's little things, like being rude to, like, waiters or waitresses or at the drive-thru fast food. Or Seriously. <laughs> like, just little things like that just tell you so much about a person. You know what I mean? So I feel like, to me, kindness in your heart is everything. Like So talking about that, are you ready to start dating? No, I don't think I'm ever going to be ready, to be honest. I mean... And obviously, this could just be what I want to do. Obviously, 17 years is a long time to have been in a relationship. Right now, like, I'm so focused on, like, building my empire. And, like, this is a new chapter. And building my life exactly the way I wanted, right? And I feel like sometimes relationships can kind of get in the way, first of all. Second of all, I feel like my girls love their dad so much, you know? And I feel like... It'll be very, very hard to bring someone else in that mix. Like, right. I don't even feel like I would even go out on dates or anything like that. Like, obviously, I'm human, you know? Like, I feel like everyone likes to hear great things or someone, like, reaching out to them or, like, you know, make you feel good in a certain way. But 
I personally don't feel like I will be ready like to move on with someone honestly until my girls are like out of the house or so to be honest can I add my own question yeah um are you nervous that it's been 19 years and dating is just so different now like when you were dating 17 years ago there was no cell phones no tinder like none of that does that make you super nervous? First of all, hold. Do you think I there were cell phones? Val. There were cell phones. Okay, Valerie. So but not apps. Like we weren't not... texting yes, we as were. much as we do now. I think like, it, was there no, sexting? Were you sexting seventeen years ago? Well, maybe. Well, seventeen years ago, I was probably only ten. You know what I mean? So you were eighteen. I think it is. It is different now. Dating, oh, I would think. I, I think. Know. I wouldn't know. But. Honestly, I mean, just for I would be nervous. I think like I've fallen in love with being on my own and like pushing myself to be better that I am okay being alone I think right now my main focus is just like raising some like badass females and just enjoying life and making memories together and that's what I want more than anything and that's where my focus is next question we go into like kind of your mom question self-care slash (laughs) self-care so what's the hardest part of being a single mom I've never been alone never having a break you know, like sometimes I feel like I can't even like think straight. I always have like this joke that I can't even go to the restroom. And I feel like my children are like pretty grown, like 15 and 7. And literally every time I'm in the restroom, they're like looking for me. Um, I think that's just the hard part for sure is like never having like a moment to yourself, you know. Where do you get your clothes and your style from? I mean, I feel like I'm always on the go and I really don't have time to think about it as much. I feel like I wear the same thing all the time. First of all, I'm always in workout clothes for the most part. And to be honest, like I love all my leggings from Lululemon. Like they're my favorite. And I actually go to Arizona a lot and I always buy them from there because they have an outlet and they're like $40, $50 there. Where, like, at the, like, main store, it's, like, $120. Wait, for one? (laughs) Yes. Lululemon is ridiculous price. Yeah, so, but I always go and stock up. Sometimes they have some for, like, $40 there. But I, like, absolutely, like, love them. And that's, like, my splurge to myself, I guess. But honestly, I shop at Target a lot because I'm just there, you know? So I feel like a lot of, like, my shirts and stuff um, come from Target. So, but I like, I like everywhere, really. I don't... It's like if I'm in the area and it's just like, oh, this is cute, and I just grab it. So, mm-hmm. and I do want to say I'm surprised that you're saying you're mostly. I guess mostly you're in workout clothes, but when you dress up, like you dress up, you put in. Well, I remember in like when we were in middle school, you made a freaking bandana into a shirt. How with those boobs? I don't know, but <laughs> I know these boobs <laughs> have just here. been haunting me since I was like young. But so then you're like... small, so it sucks because like the shirt short. will be yeah. like super huge you on think you. I'm small? <laughs> Like Back you're then. petite, like <laughs> you're short, you know. Definitely not small no more. But. <laughs> but I was, I was always a small one because I was like five, probably like maybe barely yeah. five feet, and I was always like thin. Miss some days. Actually, the other day at the gym, there was this girl, and she was telling me, she's like, "Oh my god, like you're so like lucky because you have boobs, like you can wear cute tops." And I'm like, "Really? I feel the exact opposite about it. Like I feel like if I wear like a V-neck beautiful dress." Like, if you were to wear it, because she's kind of, like, flat-chested, she's like, if you were to wear it, like, you would look classy. 
Like, it would just look so classy on you. I'm like, and I feel like if I wear it, I just look slutty. Like, you know what I mean? What do you recommend for somebody um, barely starting to work out? Like, where where would they start? Honestly, I feel like just being getting active, you know? Like, I think especially if you are a mom or someone who doesn't really have time, even if you're going outside and you're going for a quick walk or... Like, sometimes even, like, when whenever you're at work, like, even parking far, where you're having to, like, walk further. Like, I think it's little things like that when you can't get in. But I actually think it's so, so important, like, as a human being, not only just because you want to look good and you want your body to look good, because I think sometimes, especially with social media, sometimes we can get very caught up into, like, I wish I looked like her, why can't my body look like this, so on and so forth. But... I feel like dedicating one hour a day, like it's literally one hour, like one hour a day. I'm pretty sure like we probably spend an hour on our phone literally doing nothing sometimes. Um, And you can be on your phone at the gym. So, but just one hour a day, even if it's three times a week to start off with, like you do that. And not only are you going to just, you are going to feel good. Like sometimes like I've been doing this thing where I want to run two miles a day. The first day that I did it, I literally swore that I looked so much skinnier. Like, I even felt like my body. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I actually feel this and that. Yeah. (laughs) But you really, yeah, but you really do think that. Even if it's not true, right? And I I feel like you just start doing that and then mentally you feel good. So that's one thing I would say is just, just freaking do it. Like, who cares if you're in a bad mood? Who cares if you had a bad day? Who cares if you'd rather go have a drink, like, because you're so stressed out in your day? Like, no, like, just go to the gym and just, like, sweat it out. That's one thing. And the second thing is, like, don't weigh yourself. Like, do not weigh yourself. Because I think, for me, I was so, I mean, I still kind of am. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I never, like, my sisters can tell you. Like, I'll always text them. Like, literally, I've been the same way for, like, I'll always, like, go off. And they're probably like, don't even know what to tell me but um I would say don't do that because I feel like sometimes it can be very discouraging and then you just want to give up you know so I think like stay away like from the scale and don't starve yourself like definitely don't starve yourself ever um but I think it's just getting that one hour like start with three times a week and if you don't make it into the gym like go outside but I think it is important especially as a mom to take time away from your world and mentally, mm-hmm. it helps you so, so much. I feel like I know you better now. So I feel like even our listeners are like, we love Steph. Can you tell us what you're going to, what we can expect from you on the podcast? Yeah, I think I would probably bring a lot of, I guess, relationship advice. I think I've been through a lot of different phases in life, especially, you know, obviously I'm like a little bit older. Um, so I think I can definitely give a lot of advice and guidance um in all kinds of relationships with your children with your family um you know you know a significant other things like that also a like a work-life balance um because I think I've been through that I've been at jobs where I'm super dedicated like you know for the first like when my oldest um was younger I feel like I was always like that workaholic. And then I've also been like the kind of employee that's like, no, I'm putting my family first. So I feel like I kind of know like the good work-life balance and what's really the best thing to be doing. So I feel like I'll bring a lot of that into place. And then 
also just how to love yourself. And then I do a lot of, I love doing community outreach. And I think that's something I'm going to be like including in the podcast. One foundation that I am like always is my go-to foundation is going to be the Evelyn Solis Foundation. So um, me and my sister are actually for Christmas, we actually are sponsoring like seven kids. Um, So we're going to be, I think on the 23rd, um, we're going to be giving them gifts. What they do is they actually have like a home um, where they actually house a lot of women who, um, you know, need help in like finding jobs and they kind of guide them. So they like guide them in helping them getting independent. So like helping them interview, helping them dress for an interview, knowing how to open their own bank accounts and just like a lot of things like that. So they also do like a lot of like Sunday dinners where they'll take volunteers and they'll, um, they will make them dinner and things like that. And it's right next to the Maria Via church. So you can always, that's the area that they're out. So anything that you want to do for them. Um, and that's just my way of giving back because there's actually been women and friends in my life who, have inspired me to be better, right? And to like help each other out. So I feel like that's just my way of always helping them out and helping other women out. And I feel like it just, it's like a domino effect. Those women actually helped, there was women that actually helped me be more independent and, you know, knowing that I'm okay and being alone. And I feel like I've helped women do that same thing. So I feel like then that woman's going to help someone. So it's just like a domino effect. So whenever you can, like always give back. So that's what I'm passionate about for sure. Our next episode actually will be my beautiful Gemini sister, VIV, Vivian. Vivian in the house. (laughs) So if (laughs) if you haven't already, submit her some questions on our social media. Join us next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.